Hey there, I'm Jess Jordana, copywriter and brand messaging strategist for online business owners and your host of the Feel Wealthy Show, the podcast that has basically nothing to do with any of that, but also everything to do with it at the same time. See, all of us listening are pursuing some version of more. Maybe it's why you started your business, or maybe it's why you find yourself constantly dreaming, what if? But in this pursuit of more, I've found that we're absolutely starving for examples of those of us who are soaking in, celebrating, or even just noticing the more that we hold right now. I believe you can have it all, and I believe I can too, but real talk, It rarely comes all at once, and quite frankly, magic is easy to miss in the making of it. So on the Feel Wealthy Show, I'm bringing you alongside myself and other successful people as we explore a tangible, concrete meaning of wealth that not only changes our lives, but also changes our days as we practice feeling it now instead of holding out hope for later. Hi, Lacey. Welcome to the Feel Wealthy Podcast. I am so excited to have you. Oh, good to be here. So happy to chat with you. Mm -hmm. I am super excited because you are our first official guest. And I just feel like it's so fitting because you were so integral in helping me get this idea off the ground. And I also think that this is going to be like a super exclusive episode because you don't share very much about the behind the scenes of your life. So I feel like all the nosy people are going to come here and be like, Ooh, I wonder what Lacey's life is like. So I'm super, I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So before we get started, give us the lowdown in case people don't know who you are. And even if they do, we can give them a refresher. Tell us about who you are, what you do and how you got to where you are today. Awesome. Okay. So I'm Lacey. I have two businesses. I have a lit up life where I am a one-on-one business coach. And then I am the co-CEO of Datable, where we help women leverage data in their businesses. I also have a podcast. It's called Literally. We record six months of coaching with one client. Rob Lowe also started a podcast called Literally, unfortunately. So if you're looking for mine, it's one down. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, But you know, it's okay. How did I get here? A long, windy, twisty road, as I think happens for all of us, right? But I have my master's in mental health counseling, and I was working in the nonprofit world for a while. And then while I was in the nonprofit world, I I had a a really high-level position. I was managing millions and millions of dollars, really big team, all of this kind of stuff. And I was like, who gave this to me? Like, what in the world is going on? Like, I, I got trained to be a therapist. I got no training in you know, strategic planning and forecasting and all of these things, right? So I ended up going back to school and getting my MBA. And then through a story that is not worth telling for this podcast, Mm -hmm. ended up leaving the job really unexpectedly, which was like super identity rattling, I think, Mm -hmm. because it it was like, I had the dream job at such a young age. And I like, you know how you just get your identity so wrapped up in these things, right? Yeah. And then kind of just like stumbled my way around. I had another online business at the beginning where I did like vintage to and use clothing resale and just like loved that. And I then kind of know that. Way, that's so funny. Yeah. I found my way to business coaching and just realized like, oh my gosh, this combines everything 
I love. And I just, mm. like, I just knew as soon as I kind of like stepped into that world and found it, I was like, oh, this is what I've been waiting for. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that's always helpful to share. Cause I feel like it's so easy to think that like everyone just decides and knows, and it works out for them. And like, that was not my journey at all. It was like mm-hmm. many unfoldings along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I think the interesting thing, is, which I didn't know that you kind of had a different entry into the business world. Yeah. I wasn't aware of that, but I think the interesting thing to me about your business that I feel like really is along the lines of wealth and just kind of this conversation mm-hmm. about wealth is that you have stuck to one thing for a really long time and you've stuck to one thing longer than most people are even in business. And so I think <laughs> yeah. that that is just, yeah. that is just a testament to your willingness to make the thing that you knew would work, work. But I think that kind of on the flip side, most people talk about wealth from the angle of like diversifying income. Mm. And what people don't talk about is you don't diversify from the beginning. You start with one thing, you make sure it works. And then you, like you always teach and preach, you stack on top of that over time. And so I think you've been such a good example of that, that wealth doesn't mean you have to be like this chaotic idea person that goes after everything everything. It's actually quite the opposite. Absolutely. And I also think that idea that you were talking about of like, you know, many different income streams. I also think Mm -hmm. people get really confused about that from a wealth perspective. They think it means in one business. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So right. And what Mm -hmm. I have found to be really helpful is like this, I see this business as one income stream. Do you know what I mean? And then Mm -hmm. it's like, but it it's it's a great one. So then how do I like take that money and leverage it in other ways mm-hmm. versus I think sometimes this pressure to have like seven income streams in one business, like that creates chaos and frenzy and all of these things, right? Yep. And so yeah, just wanting to like note that off of what you said too, which mm-hmm. is like, it doesn't mean there's not diversification in my world, but I don't require it just through like the business. Like there are other ways to do that, you know? Yeah. I love that so much. That's a really good point. Okay. So I want to kind of travel back to beginnings of Lacey as a coach. And I would love to know when was the first time that you feel like you thought, okay, wow, like I'm doing this, I'm making money. It's working. Can you take us back to that moment or what you remember about it? Yes. Oh my gosh. I remember, I feel like I remember so many of those like initial moments in my business so vividly. Like I remember what I was wearing when I got my first client. I remember where I was like all that. Right. Mm -hmm. But like the specific thing that comes up for me when you ask that question is I think it was maybe like, might have been my first, but it could have been my second. I don't really remember my first or second five figure month. Mm -hmm. I remember my coach at the time said to me on a call, how does it feel to never have to worry about money again? And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like it's happened like once or twice or whatever. And she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, once you've done this once, like once you've figured out how to do this online and make money in this way, once, like you're just always going to figure it out again. And Mm -hmm. that landed so hard for me. I've taken that mindset and that mentality with me very, very much along every other stage of my journey. And that just hit for me where I was like, oh yeah, I just made five figures in a Mm -hmm. month. Like Mm -hmm. I'll just figure this out again. Like, and that was when it really clicked for me. Like, oh, my life has changed, you know, like this is different. I love that. And it honestly like gave me chills because I feel like it is such a reminder that the real wealth isn't from 
placing your trust and your faith in the money itself. Like it wasn't, yes, it was the five figure month, but it wasn't the five figures. It was the fact that you figured out a five figure month. You know what I mean? So it yeah, was, it's like the, the trust. trust yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like she wasn't saying like, oh, these five figures are going to sustain you forever. Yes. Right. It was basically right. like, oh, do you just trust that you'll figure this out again and again? And I really mm-hmm. did. And that just mm-hmm. like hit for me where I'm like, oh, my life has officially changed now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love that so much. That's a really cool story. Okay. So let's kind of go now to your experiences with money and kind of your mindset Mm -hmm. with money. I think that that's a really good starting place in terms of like, that's where something clicked for you that like, oh yeah, the money isn't the thing. My ability to make the money is the thing. Mm -hmm. But what do you feel like throughout your business or your life, like wherever you want to go with that, what is a money struggle or a money mindset that you've really had to focus on and work through? Something that has been really interesting for me is so in like growing up in my family, like talking about money was seen as like so rude. Mm-hmm. Like I remember one time asking my grandfather something like, how much money do you have? Or something like, you know what I mean? I was just young. I had yeah. no idea. And he was like horrified and oh, was like, no. oh no, no. Like we don't ask that. You don't ask me that. You don't ask other people that like that is not how we do this. Right. I mean, obviously with the best of intentions, he was trying to have me not be like going around asking all the adults. I right. do that. Right. But that was just like the pervasive narrative kind of, of like, you don't really ask about it. You don't really talk about it. And so when I came into the online space and like everyone was talking about money, I was mm-hmm. like, whoa, like this is wild. And, and it's interesting because I think we're in a stage in the online space where now a lot of the talk about money gets vilified a little bit. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was honestly so healing. Mm-hmm. So I actually don't think it's always wrong or bad. Like, I think obviously we all process it different and there's different ways to talk about it. But for me, being able to talk about money more openly and be more familiar with it and have that dialogue as a woman and like learn more about money. Cause I just like didn't learn about it growing up. Cause we didn't talk about it. Right. Mm-hmm. Has been super empowering, but gosh, it was such an edge for me. Like I remember the first time I shared my income, like I just like could have died. Like I just, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, cause it was so ingrained in me. Like, this is what you don't do yeah. now. I feel obviously so differently about that, but it's really healed my relationship with money. I think too, to just be like, Oh no, we look at it. We talk about it. We're open about it. Like mm-hmm. it's really been a big shift for me. And I think this space contributed to that greatly. Yeah. I love that. The thing that I love that you do along those lines though, is that you give context surrounding it. So I think, I mean, I've heard it said before that context fights comparison. And I think that that is just so helpful too. And kind of what we want the behind the scenes to be on this podcast is like, okay, so you're making this amount. What does that feel like? Like, what does that look like? when you're in a coffee shop and you're deciding what to order or what is the context inside of your business? Like how much of that are you taking home? And all of that kind of stuff matters for the comparison, because I think so many of us who are either business owners or we're starting some kind of dream project or whatever, we look at those numbers and we just feel so underqualified to Mm -hmm. ever hit that. And we don't realize like what they had to do in order to get there or what their life really looks like, what their team looks like, all of that kind of stuff. So I think that that's so helpful too. 
Totally. And that's some of the empowerment, right? Like, yeah. so when I grew up with that, like, we don't talk about money. It, it wasn't just like, don't talk about money. It was like, I didn't get to learn about money. I didn't get to right. learn about the context behind it. And so that adding context now is really important to me because that was such a big shift to like, feel like I knew more about money or was empowered yep. around that. Like it's, yeah, I think the context is everything because you can be saying like, oh, I talk about money. Cause I like say how much I made, but you could be burying your head in the sand and like not doing anything with that or not pay attention to that or not be learning about that or knowing what to do with investments. Like there's like a yes. much broader context to that. Right. Yeah. I totally agree. And that just kind of leads us to money is not the same thing as wealth. And oh I God. think that that oh my God. Yes. is <laughs> such a conversation that could go on for hours, but I would love for you to tell us about what does that abundance or wealth mean to you? Like in your life, how do you define that? I think it's so true. What you said, not to like hijack this and go in another direction, hundred mm-hmm. percent question, but yeah. like just wanting to name that for me, like, I think, you know, there's been like studies on this too. There was certainly a tipping point where it felt like my life really did change because mm. of more money. And then there has been a point above that where even more didn't change much. Yeah. <laughs> And I think that's important to say, right? Because I think that that gets positioned in a certain way too in the online space. Like more is always more, more is always better, more like, and that has not personally been my experience. Like there was certainly a period where like it really did shift, like how I was able to like show up and what choice I had and all of that kind of stuff. And then after Mm -hmm. that, there wasn't, and it doesn't mean it's not so good and I'm not so grateful for it. And I'm not still trying to be a good steward of it. It's just like, I think it is helpful to hear that sometimes where it's like, for sure. We, we really pedestal all of that, you know? Yeah. And I think it is, it's that like moving target where we just think like, oh, once I get to this, then I'll feel X or whatever. And if we don't practice feeling it along the way, we're never, ever going to, because at a certain point, that amount of change gets really, really small in terms of circumstances. And so if you've relied on those circumstances in the past to dictate how you feel, then that just makes it really hard. Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, the like wealth or abundance feels like choice. Mm -hmm. This is like an incredibly privileged thing to say. So I just want to note that. But I remember my dad one time said something. It's a, it's a story that's probably not worth telling, but I had, well, maybe I'll tell it really quickly. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) I was, had my learner's permit and he was teaching me how to drive Uh and I it was dark and you know, like a motorcycle can like blend in with the headlight of the car behind it. Mm-hmm. So I pulled out in front of a motorcycle and the guy like was okay, but the motorcycle was really banged up. Mm-hmm. And if I had like gotten a ticket, then I wouldn't have been able to get my license and it would have been this whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my dad like had a bunch of cash with him and gave it to this guy and was like, if you don't like call the police, like we'll pay for the whole motorcycle. Here's cat, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he said to me something like, what's the saying? But it's like, if you have a problem, money can solve you don't have a problem mm-hmm. I'm like it's true and it's really privileged yeah. and it's true right like right and so right. to me it's kind of always felt like choice or the ability to solve problems effectively mm-hmm. and like that's what I feel like it's about it's not necessarily about like what's that handbag or what's that thing it's like I have choice I have the ability to solve problems like you know that could have been a big problem in my life at that moment mm-hmm. in that juncture in my life and 
you know, the fact that like he was able to solve that was like really helpful. And I just try to think of money in that way of like, it can be here to help me solve problems and Mm -hmm. having the choice to do that is really nice. Mm -hmm. I love that. I think we'll get into this a little bit whenever we talk about your feel wealthy list, like more specifics, but is there anything overarching that you can think of that has been a choice that you've been able to make that you didn't think you would or Mm -hmm. anything like that? Yeah, totally. I mean, so like, I feel like having a nanny has been a huge one, like the Mm -hmm. ability to do that before I had Bennett, I was so like, I just didn't know. I like, didn't always want to be a mom. That wasn't always like a dream of mine. Like I thought for a long time that I wouldn't have kids. So I was like, Oh, I don't care. I'll send him wherever. (laughs) Like, you know, I was like, not just, it didn't feel that intense to me. But then once Mm -hmm. I had been in, I was like, he has to be in my home and near me. (laughs) Like, you know, like it was like primal. Right. And just having the choice to be like, I want him to be close. I want, you know, I need to take care of him in our home. Like it just felt like the fact that that wasn't a barrier to a choice that felt that was also like a really tough time in my life. I had just lost my, my Mm -hmm. dad at that time and stuff. So like just not having to like navigate extra stuff at that time of like, okay, he's going to be outside of our house when he's Mm -hmm. like this young and stuff like that. It just felt like, oh, like such a sigh of relief to be like, I get Mm -hmm. to make the choice that just serves our family best. And I don't have to like deal with other stuff on top of that. Yep. Which isn't to say there aren't trade-offs. Like I think Mm -hmm. no matter how much money you make, there are trade-offs and you're still making a choice between this thing or this thing or whatever, but it's still nice to have the choice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or to have the choice of what it looks like for him to be at home, because I think some people have to default to kids being at home and then they're the ones taking care of them and they don't get to have any of that uninterrupted time. And so that becomes really hard for their life or business or whatever. So I think that just like being able to dictate not only what happens, but what it looks like is so helpful too. Exactly. Yes. That felt like so much like a feel wealthy moment for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Let's get into it. I want to hear about your feel wealthy list. And so basically if you haven't heard of, if you're listening and you haven't heard of what a feel wealthy list is before, it's kind of like, I've seen people call it like a happy list or a joy list Mm -hmm. or like a tiny joys list or whatever, but it's basically a list of practical, tangible things that make you feel abundant, make you feel elevated, make you feel like you already have a piece of what you want, even if it's not all together at once there. And so that is what we are going to dive into with Lacey. So hit me with your list and we can kind of talk about them as we go. Okay. I have not put a lot of thought into this, so I'm just going to like tell you what comes out of my mouth. But the first thought was very clear to me. So Uh I'll share that one, which is so funny. Yeah. Being able to give out full-size candy bars for Halloween is it for me. Yep. Mm -hmm. That is literally the first thing that always comes to my mind when I hear you talk (laughs) about this concept. Like when you ask me that question, like I can see that in my head. Like I just remember like Kenny and I being like, oh my God, like we're going to be that house. Like, I know. Right. Yeah. Like, when you're little, that's like, that house is like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's so And awesome. it's funny. I actually have a box in our fridge still of them mm-hmm. that we gave mm-hmm. out for Halloween of the full size ones. And I just like keep it there. Cause it just makes me so happy to look yeah. at. Mm-hmm. That's so fun. And honestly, like as an adult, when you think about it now, 
like buying boxes of candy bars isn't that much money. Like it's not going to, it's not like $5,000 or something to buy the candy bars, but it is so, it feels so extra. And I love that so much. And just thinking about like to a kid, like that feels like, whoa, we hit the jackpot. And like, that's the fun part, right? Exactly. I think it's like what that like, I remember what that felt like as a kid, yes. right? So just being uh-huh. able to kind of like, like, rem- like, I remember when the house would be like, oh, here. And you're like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. <laughs> so lucky, right? Kind of thing, right? So yeah. to, like, yeah, it's totally about that feeling, which I think is a, a commentary on like wealth too. Like it, mm-hmm. I think when we most feel wealthy is when we're like doing something for other people or creating yep. a feeling in other people too. And I, that is what I always notice for myself too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I have a similar one on my list that's giving gift baskets. Yeah. And I love like, I love the whole act of like putting together a gift basket. Cause it's really fun for me, but I also just like giving somebody something that's like well-coordinated and thought out and like feels like, I mean, it just feels abundant to get an overflowing basket. That's like just for you. So it's kind of the same thing. It's like the effect that it has on the other person is such an indicator. When I think of my list, that's almost all of what it is, is it's like stuff like that. I mean, don't Mm -hmm. worry, I have some personal ones, happy to talk about that too. But like, yeah, it's so stuff like that. It's like that moment where you just get to be generous without any like hesitation or like, yes. Like, should I really, or like, this is a silly one, but our nanny was one day, like had spilled something on her sweatshirt. So I was like, oh, I'll give you one of mine. And I gave her this like cute sweatshirt Mm -hmm. and she was just like, oh my God, this is so cute. I love this. Like, thank you for letting me borrow it, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, if you really like it, keep it. And her Mm -hmm. face was just like, like, you know, I can't do that. And it was just like, so nice. Cause it was just like, like, I didn't have a hesitation. I didn't like, it just felt like I have the choice to be openly generous. If I want to go buy myself that same sweatshirt again tomorrow, I can do that. And like those moments to me are just like always where I feel wealthy. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. Okay. What's number two? Okay. I love jewelry. Totally Mm -hmm. my thing. Has been since I can literally remember like Mm -hmm. being like three. So I just always wear jewelry and like, even Mm -hmm. to go to bed, like I do not take it off to go to bed usually. Yeah. What kind of jewelry? Like I always have on a necklace that has like Bennett's name or initial or something like that. I always have on bracelets. I like sleep in my earrings. Mm -hmm. Like it's just like, I, even when I'm like in my pajamas, there's something about like always having that on, yeah, especially because yeah. like, I've always loved jewelry. And so when I was younger, like thinking about like, oh, when I'm an adult and can buy what jewelry I want. And so like, now mm-hmm. I just like relish in it. Like, I'm like, I'm never taking this shit off, you know? Yeah. yeah. I love that. I feel like I always aspire to look like a hot Pilates mom. Like that's how I define <laughs> yes. it. Like a woman who's just going to Pilates because she doesn't have anything else to do during the day. And she has all her jewelry on and her makeup done and everything. Yeah. I mean, that sounds so terrible, but it's true. Like going on a walk with jewelry, anything yes. with jewelry, like it's just like, oh, like she means business. She's not just like running an errand or whatever. Like this is like, even she when we, like, is who she is everywhere or something. I yeah. like to wear it because it just feels like there's yes. a vibe, right? Yeah, mm. For sure. Yeah. I love that. What's your favorite piece of jewelry that you have? Mm. I mean, I kind of have to say my engagement ring. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> but right. really, I, it's so special. I yeah. actually like I've, Kenny loves this story. Mm-hmm. I've broken it four times, I think. 
in like the most random weird yeah incidences and ways and so Uh it it feels like extra feel wealthy vibes too because Kenny's like well I've replaced it four times basically yeah spent that times four (laughs) (laughs) I mean technically it was insured so it's fine but yeah 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 that's so funny I love it okay do you have a third one I don't even know how many you have so I'm just gonna keep going yeah okay um this one is old, I guess, because I haven't really done this since Bennett was born. Cause I was like, I don't know if this is like great for him or not, but candles mm-hmm. were always my feel wealthy thing. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I love to always have a candle burning in my office in the main room of our house. Like I just feel like it's an immediate vibe shift. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's getting to the age where that's probably fine now, but yeah, I just didn't like, you know, when, know when he was a newborn, if that was the thing, but right. So like, Oh, I love it. I love holiday candles. I love the experience of going to get candles. Like everything about it is like Mm -hmm. so juicy. When I especially like a, a a really nice, like once a year candle splurge where I'm like, okay, it was like $50. That's the dumbest thing ever. And also like it, it makes me 50 times happy. So like, it's yeah. Mm. yeah, there was this Hogwarts candle that I got an ad for and I wanted to get it so bad for my mother-in-law for Christmas, but it was like $86 or something for a candle. And it wasn't even that big of a candle. And yeah. I was like, they just slapped Hogwarts on this and it, there's probably nothing That's to it, room. but mm-hmm. it would have been worth it for sure. But is whenever you're picking candles, is it like smell or look of the candle? Like what's your go-to? Yeah. I feel like smell is the Mm -hmm. thing. Like, I don't even really care what it looks like because I can put it in a cute little thing, you know, but like, Mm -hmm. I really, the smell is it for me. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I really associate certain things with that. Like I remember the candle I have multiple of them, obviously (laughs) Uh, I used when I like got ready for my wedding and different things like that. So I feel like I like associate them with things a little bit too. Mm -hmm. Do you have like, this is like a two pronged question. Do you have a signature scent like perfume wise and like candle wise? Do you have like something that's your go-to for that kind of stuff? Okay. Well, you totally just got to my next feel healthy thing, (laughs) which is I have like a perfume drawer. Oh my gosh. Wow. I'm just like a scent person. It's like my thing, like candle, the perfume, like I love a scent. So I don't Uh have like a signature because I like to try so many. Okay. Mm -hmm. But like I have summer ones that I like, I have fall ones that I like, I like to Mm -hmm. mix it up, but I like scent just does it for me. And like, I feel like from a like experiential thing that like leads to wealth so much. Like there is this brand of candles that I like called hotel lobby. Mm -hmm. And like that, right? Like, you know how like at some of like your favorite hotels or like really nice hotels, they just have a smell and it just feels so bougie and stuff like that. That's it for me. And I feel like, again, it's like such an easy way to like recreate a feeling or, Mm -hmm. you know, like a a wealthy feeling. Yeah. And I feel like from like, I mean, this is like a component of wealth, but like becoming somebody who is memorable, like becoming somebody worth remembering that is so related to scent too. Like if you think about like how you probably remember the smell of your dad and like, yes, just like little things like that. I feel like you can, people know when you walk in a room based on your smell, which sounds kind of gross, but it's cool. (laughs) It's something I always notice too. Yeah. Yeah. Like like if I like hug someone or whatever, like I'm always like, oh, I love your smell or like yeah. that's such a, yeah, it's such your a hair thing. smells so good or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I love that. That's awesome. I actually saw on TikTok, there's this like 
home scent like system that you can like, this sounds really extra, but you can like install it into your home and like pump it through your vents. And yeah, you need this. <laughs> and we know what else is on my feel wealthy list. Like I know I'm, I'm gonna have going to go research scroll radical. through my saved ones and send it to you. But you basically like install a bottle of like scent and it just like goes through your vents. And there's a Ritz Carlton one that's like the scent that they pump through the Ritz Carlton. And so I'm gonna have to go down the rabbit hole. I need this in my life. Yeah, mm. for sure. That is incredible. But like I get why some, like, I get why that would sell. Like, I really do think there's a thing. I literally think about that sometimes. And like, what Mm -hmm. do people smell when they come to our house? Like, what's the experience for them? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Or like, if you cook broccoli or salmon or something, you're like, SOS, we need to get this out of here. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. That's so funny. Okay. Let's do one more. We'll do a fifth one. A built-in ice maker. We have like a built-in like to a cabinet or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. Ice mm-hmm. maker that does mm-hmm. like the nugget ice. Yes. And like, oh man, that does it for me. Love like when so um, when we came to see this house that we have now, mm-hmm. um, Kenny got here before me and I showed up like shortly after him. And when we went to like view it and when I walked in, he was like, wait till you see what they have in the kitchen. It was the first thing he showed me. And I was like, buy the house. I don't even care. Like, yes. I want this thing. Oh my um, gosh. I don't know why that, but just like every day when I like get my pebble ice out of there or whatever, it feels so like, oh, this is yeah. just it. Mm. Pebble ice in your Stanley cup. I'm sure. But obviously, it, mm. yeah, I am like fun fact, such an ice person. Like I probably am severely deficient in iron because I eat ice like all the time, but it is such a thing. Like it can change the feel of a drink. If you have like a different kind of ice in it or whatever, I feel like bartenders know that based on like type of ice that they use in certain cocktails or whatever. So I think it's definitely a thing and just having it accessible. Like, yeah, that's another component of living your wealthy life is just having things accessible that you love and that make you happy even in small moments. So I think that that is part of it too. Especially something like you were saying that you can use like every day too. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like, you know, like I think that's why I really like a candle. Like I could light that every day or the ice is like something I get every day. Perfume is something I put on every day. Like I think it all really like it's like the day-to-day things. Like obviously the one exception is Halloween candy, which is once a year, but I literally Mm -hmm. have it in my fridge and see it every day, you know? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. You need to like frame a bar or something in your office. You're like, oh, just stare at it every day. Yes. Okay. I love this list. Now we're going to kind of zoom out a little bit and I would love to know what is one thing in your life vision, like your abundance or wealth vision that you've been focused on living out or embracing a little bit more lately? Hmm. I feel like presence Mm -hmm. is really it. And I think in large part, that's such a feel wealthy thing too, is to feel like you have the ability to like be really present. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think presence is one of them, which ties to a second one, which is like being outside more. Mm, I love that. And I feel like those go really like hand in hand for me. So when we, we moved to our, this house less than a year ago, maybe nine months ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, we have like such a small yard, mm-hmm. you know, just didn't really like do the outside thing. We didn't have a kid. Like, you know, it just, yeah. 
wasn't my thing. And yeah. now with having Bennett, like I just see like the joy for him when he's outside. Like he's always like pointing to the door, always wants to go outside, always wants to be outside. Mm-hmm. And just like to be outside with him, we have a really big yard now to be present in that. Like I just, those two things for me, like are so, so part of my vision. Like I want to be the mom that's like out in the grass with him. And that doesn't mm-hmm. feel like I have 50 other things I have to do first or, yep. you know, that can just be like really present for that. And when I think about like dream life, that feels really it. It's yeah. a little harder right now. Cause Florida is like 1 million degrees, I but know. like in general, yeah. that's like really even like kind of just like taking that extra step. Like we have a park that's like walkable mm-hmm. and it's just like easy to stay home and play sometimes. So like when yeah. it wasn't as hot, like every day I would like take us on a walk to the park. So I'm like, I just like, this is like, to me, like it's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Is there anything you can think of? Cause like if outdoors are like not your thing, like you said, or whatever, you have to kind of make it more enjoyable in order to be able to like be present. Are there any hacks or like things that you take with you to make it more enjoyable or anything like that? I think like just for me, it's been more like trying to like think about the benefit behind it. Like I find it really interesting to see how much like kids gravitate towards that mm-hmm. and I just feel like they're so much more tapped in than we are and so I'm mm-hmm. like I think we're just like meant to be outside more yeah like and so I just tried to think about that so much more like this is mm-hmm. so good for me I am so like this is like what my body needs or like I love yeah. that quote that's basically like you need like sunlight and water you're like a house plant with complicated emotions and I just yes. like try to remember that too like these yeah. are things that are so like nourishing for us mm-hmm. and when I think about it like that it it really like helps and, mm-hmm. you know, like change. I'm not like, well, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like having to be outside. I'm like, oh, I can feel how good this is for me. Yeah. I love that. Whenever I'm like outside and I find myself like still stewing on thoughts or whatever, I, a long time ago, a therapist told me about the like one, two, three, four, five walk or like the five senses walk or whatever, which Mm -hmm. I feel like you've mentioned this before too, but basically you just go down the list of your senses. So you look for one thing that you can see. So you just notice one thing you can see, two things you can smell, three things you can touch, four things you can taste, which would be complicated because you'd have to have like four different drinks or a snack or whatever, but you know what I mean? And like, just kind of go down the list and that helps to bring you into the moment because Mm. I think like, obviously we all have our devices on hand probably, and like are thinking about a million different things in the middle of the day. So to just kind of like thrust you into the moment and make that presence possible, that can kind of like center you, I think. So I want to mention that. that. Yeah, totally. So good. Mm. Okay. Well, this was super fun to talk about. I feel like I loved all of your stuff that you mentioned and it was just fun to get a glimpse into your life. So I would love for you to share where people can find you and hang out with you and yeah. Awesome. 
Well, you can find me on my podcast, which is literally, like I said before, and then my website for business coaching is a lit up life.com. And then for the data piece, it's getdatable.com. Awesome. Okay. So we will also link all of those things in the show notes and I'm going to see, was it a hotel lobby brand of a candle? Yeah. Yeah. I think the brand is literally called hotel lobby. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can link that and anything else that I think of that would be really fun. So awesome. Thanks so much, Lacey. I enjoyed chatting with you and I'm sure we'll talk to you again at some point. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in on this episode of the Feel Wealthy Show. If you love it here, then be sure to leave a five-star rating or review for the podcast. When you leave a five-star rating or review, you'll actually be entered to win the Feel Wealthy feature of the month. That's where I snail mail you something from my very own Feel Wealthy list as a thank you for supporting the podcast. I'm also a firm believer that the highest form of flattery is a recommendation, so I would be honored if you'd shout us out on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Jess Jordana so I can gush in thanks in the DMs. It really means so much. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, I hope you remember that an absolutely essential part of creating real tangible wealth in your life is choosing to feel wealthy now instead of waiting for later. Talk to you soon.